Welcome to 26 Weeks of Awakening. I am your host, Emily Strunk, and we are on week five, the four limitless qualities, loving kindness, compassion, joy, and equanimity. How we see the world, think of the world, react to the world, affects how we are not only in the world, but in our inner self. I learned from Pema Chodron, a Buddhist nun in Nova Scotia, and renowned author and teacher, about the four limitless qualities. They are loving kindness, compassion, joy, and equanimity. They are combined a state of mind I continue to aspire toward and increasingly see growth in each quality within my spirit. The qualities are limitless because there's no end to their power inside us. There is not a place where we become full and can gain no more from them. And their power in our daily living never stops evolving and manifesting miraculous circumstances in our daily lives. Loving kindness is about openness and tenderness. This becomes and begins with self. For if I cannot feel loving kindness towards myself, it's not possible for me to have genuine loving kindness for another. So I look inward, exploring the inner feelings I have for myself and the way I treat myself inside my head. Do I love myself unconditionally? Do I judge myself harshly or hold guilt or shame about myself? Learning to see me for the soul that I am and loving myself exactly as I see myself may be difficult. For me at first, it was impossible. I had spent so much time looking outward and obtaining myself love by what was reflected back by others. I hadn't really considered myself from my point of view. So before I could agree to have loving kindness for myself, I had to first come to see and know myself. This became a huge challenge for me because I had to peel away my societal and familial identities and just see me without the titles. Who am I and why am I worth loving kindness? To take away titles, which are not who I am, but solely my relationship with others or my actions in the world, I must peel back those identities I hide behind. First, family titles had to go. I am not daughter, sister, mother, and wife. Those titles define my relationship with another. If I drop those titles, what's underneath? The real me is there somewhere. If I also drop business owner, community leader, volunteer, teacher, neighbor, and friend, what lies beneath all that? Those are not me either. I am made up of the stuff underneath, but I've never really had a close enough look at her. So I don't have loving kindness for the soul that hides deep underneath all those active identities. It may have been easier for me to drop some of these 
because I was learning this in my spiritual practice. And as I was learning this, my business identity and community identity was becoming crushed and torn apart by the federal government. So because the suffering was so heartbreaking and intense when these identities and reputations were ruined, it may have been easier to release my attachment to them. It may have been a much different struggle if I was still on the upward ride of money and success. It's harder to give up attachment when it feels so good and massages the ego so intensely. It was, however, still hard. I grieved a lot over the loss of these identities because I attached my self-worth and self-love to them. When I realized I was not these identities and they were only wrapping paper of the real me, the relief was ecstasy. Letting go of the prison of identity and expectation was so freeing, and the mirror to my soul became a little more clear. As I began to see me more and more, I learned to love me more and more. I was no longer evaluating my self-love by what I saw in the eyes of others. Naturally, this decreased my suffering and my clinging to these external identities. Treating myself with loving kindness rather than harshness and judgment became easier. Knowing that many other human beings suffer in this way daily increased my awareness of mankind and my openness to their situation. Family titles or identities are less easily shaken, at least for me. However, since my view of self was becoming more clear, my ability to see myself without the labels was easier. My tendency was to evaluate my worthiness for love from what my family saw in me. Seeking approval and positive interaction validated my self-worth and my worthiness of love. But removing these titles from my thoughts and actions allows me to begin to see who I really am underneath all these masks. When I know me, or begin to know me, then I can practice being gentle with myself and treating myself with loving kindness. Just the thought that I need to be somebody to someone in order to have value is unloving and unkind. I need to be loving and kind to me as I am, stripped of all worldly identities. Complete openness, gentleness, understanding, and acceptance is loving-kindness. When I find myself in a critical state of mind, I can notice this harshness and move towards gentleness and understanding. Accepting myself just as I am, seeing myself with honesty and without masks, is the beginning to open-mindedness. When I have begun to practice loving-kindness for myself, I can move on to loving-kindness with others. Knowing now that I had to peel away masks to see and accept myself. Others in the world are in the same situation as me, and I can move forward in an empathetic way, knowing from my experience that theirs is similar. I can offer them, maybe just in meditation 
or attitude at first, openness, understanding, gentleness, and acceptance. And as I become more comfortable with the inner approach and attitude, I can move forward with outer displays towards others of loving-kindness. Compassion is somewhat similar to loving-kindness, but it centers around understanding suffering and aspiring for myself and others to be free from all suffering. I must come to this place first with myself. I must be intimately in touch with my suffering, facing it, leaning into it, immersed in it. Then I can move outward to the people around me who are suffering too, aspiring for them to be free from suffering and the cause of suffering. Compassion and empathy are similar. Both of these states are about living, if for only a moment, in another person's shoes. In developing an understanding of myself and my suffering, I know all humanity. For like me, others suffer. My brokenheartedness over the pain in my life is just like that of others. As I connect with my suffering, I accept my suffering as part of life, and I begin to acknowledge that others suffer as I do. My heart opens for the suffering of others as I come to understand and relate to their pain. Therein lies the compassion. As I aspire to be free from suffering and the cause of suffering, I also aspire the same for others. Compassion comes from feeling pain fear, insecurity. Oftentimes we feel our situation is unique and no one suffers because of the reasons we suffer. No one feels as heartbroken as we do. Coming to the belief and the core knowledge that our suffering is identical links us with all others and opens up a powerful flow of understanding and open-mindedness. Learning to be with feelings of pain and suffering and really become intimate with how these things feel gives me power to move forward in the midst of pain and heartbreak. Understanding pain allows me to stop resisting it or running from it, but really get to know it and be okay in sitting with it. This intimacy with suffering evokes compassion. My interconnectedness with you comes from my knowing that our suffering is the same. My link with you is because we have the same fundamental fears. I have now come to an understanding of others, all those around me, because I know their suffering. My heart is open to them and full of compassion. Joy is defined as gladness or delight. Many think of joy as happiness. Really, joy is about knowing the beauty and the awesome power in life just as it is. Joy is about contentment in the moment, no matter how chaotic, painful, or peaceful. Joy is not an emotion. It is a state of being and a frame of reference for our personal paradigm. Let me tell you about my joy. It, is, it, it exists 
side by side my grief and my broken heart. Joy is the vision I have of the world swirling around me. Joy is what my spirit swims in, be it may that my mind is sad, lonely, angry, or laughing. Joy is. In federal prison camp, you can bet that every woman here has suffered and experienced heart-wrenching grief over whatever circumstances brought them here. I know that while any person is, they don't recover from that. But they, but that state of mind, that state of my mind, that overflowing emotional sadness does not take over. The joy for me is still present with the heartbreak. They exist simultaneously. We often think in order to have joy, I must be free from negative emotions and negative circumstances. This is not true. Joy comes and stands by through all life's circumstances, whether tragic or triumphant. Joy allows me to come to terms with the harshness of reality and stay open and curious of life all around me. Joy allows me to cry at the absence of my home and my family and yet feel strength and contentment at my core. Joy allows me to grieve because I am missing parts of the lives of my children and yet rejoice in the accomplishments and their heart songs. Joy is my steadfast rock, my strength. Joy is what fuels my daily steps, breath, and thought. Joy is my engine. How did I acquire consistent joy? Well, for me, it was through meditation and practice. Mindfulness of daily living reinforces what is important. Practicing coming back to the present is the foundation for joy, since the present is where life is lived. Grief and fear are products of the past and future, respectively. By being mindful of all life's moments, I find how precious and powerful each breath is, and in it there is limitless joy. Joy keeps me connected with the awesomeness and the miracle that life is, always knowing that being here is a miracle and an incredible gift. The last of the limitless qualities that I will speak about today is equanimity. Equanimity is a quality I never understood until walking the Buddhist path. As I see it, equanimity is the acknowledgement and the understanding that all of us are equal. There is no one of greater importance or lesser importance than anyone else, no matter what their lives look like. Wealth, status, actions, gender, race, education, nationality, health, appearance, ability, intelligence, all of these differences do not equate to a difference in value. We are all valuable we are all highly valuable. None of us is lesser than that, and none of us are more than that. Equanimity gives me a balance, a stillness of mind. 
especially under stress, nothing can disturb my equanimity. It's the right disposition. It's my even evenness. I view my daily presence with it, and I view everything outside of me with it. All sentient beings I view with equanimity, with evenness, with equal value. For me, just aspiring for general passers-by to be free from suffering and have joy or loving kindness in that moment, assisted in seeing others on the same plane of existence as me. Seeing from moment to moment that they were the same as me was a huge step. A great understanding of a level playing field, a great pathway to even-mindedness and balance. As strangers cross my path, I would aspire for them to be free from suffering and send loving kindness out to them. In the grocery store, at an intersection, in a movie theater, in a courtroom, and even in a prison camp. I can see all others with equanimity and send out joy, loving kindness, and compassion as they pass me by. This too is limitless. The power equanimity has to further open us up and give us a compassionate awareness of humanity is immeasurable. It also continues our connectedness and it strengthens our empathy and awareness for others. We can know with certainty that others that another's life is wrought with discomfort. We can be sure they have felt the sting of inadequacy, of loneliness, grief, Pain, embarrassment, humiliation, sadness, fear, and groundlessness, just as we have. Equanimity allows me to see others through the equal experiences of life, through my even-mindedness, my balanced mental state, my open-mindedness view. The four limitless qualities bond me to the souls that walk this earth with me. There is limitless, unending potential for understanding others and seeing my life joined to others with a spirit of joy, loving kindness, and compassion. In doing this, I not only am reminded that I have so much in common with humanity, but others are also like me. I am not alone. They are not alone. We are connected. The four limitless qualities keep my priorities straight and open my heart and open my mind to the connection of us all. The power of this connection is limitless. So we're going to go through some questions